The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, according to the latest census results, there's been a significant increase in the number of people speaking languages other than English at home. This means there's now more bilingual and multilingual parenting taking place in Ireland than ever before. But what does it entail and what are the challenges faced by the mums and dads and the kids who are carrying out their everyday lives in a multitude of different languages? Well, News Talk reporter Simon Tierney lives in a bilingual household himself and he's been investigating Simon, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, this is something that actually affects you personally and uh, there was one particular moment that you experienced recently that uh, inspired you to explore this area. What yeah. happened? Well, my wife is Brazilian, Pat, and our two kids are being raised bilingually and last March they went to Sao Paulo without me. Don't worry, I did join them a few weeks later. And when I arrived, my eldest girl... How old? She's three years old okay. and she had pretty much lost most of her English. And that was a big After shock three weeks in me. Yeah, Sao because Paulo. she'd been speaking exclusively in Portuguese for those few weeks. And I felt like I had lost my connection with her. You know, I got down on the ground and I, I couldn't communicate with her because my Portuguese is, is very basic. But I suppose what I'd failed to realise in my initial surprise was just how fluid language is for kids of that age. And as soon as we got back to Ireland, she picked up her English again. And now she moves uh, with agility, I suppose, between the two languages. Or sometimes she mixes, even in one sentence, between English okay. and but Portuguese. But does she look at you and say, I'm speaking English to him. It's no use speaking Portuguese to dad. <laughs> and does. then when she looks at her mother, she said, well, I'll always speak Portuguese with mum. Well, yeah, and we'll see later on that that can become a problem when the English becomes the default language. But this is something that's also experienced by two people that I spoke to, Pat, um, by the names of Robert Ronain and Priscilla Tielli Maris de Medeiros. And they're a Dublin couple uh, from Ireland and Brazil, respectively. And they're raising their daughter also. Uh, her name is, is Chloe. They're raising her bilingually. Now, in this clip, we'll hear about their experience. Okay, so Chloe's two and a half years old just now, um, and I think her her language skills for her age are, are are very strong. She's actually a child that very early on, you know, started speaking her first few words and things like that. And she was um, she was an early talker, we'll say. <coughs> and uh, at the minute now, she speaks quite comfortably in both uh, Portuguese, which is her her mother's native language, and English also. So. Yeah, she's she's well able to converse. And does she tend to switch quite easily between the two languages, Priscilla? She's very good at both, but now some words like uh, "let me ver isso." <laughs> she uses "let" like "deixa." Let me ver isso. Sometimes she uses one word in English and the rest in Portuguese. But it's not that. So sorry, just to clarify, what does that? What is she trying to say in that sentence? Uh, let me see that. So, let me ver isso, she says in Portuguese, more in Portuguese. And I say, it's not let, it's deixa, deixa. And she starts to say deixa. But normally, she's good. And that's Priscilla Diela Maris de Medeiros there. Uh, the blending of multiple languages in conversation, therefore, is probably quite common. Yeah, and it can be worrying for some multilingual parents. I spoke with a woman called Francesca Lamorgia, Pat, and she's a linguist. 
And she's also a founder of Mother Tongues, which is an organisation that supports multilingual families here in Ireland. And she explained why blending languages together at a young age may not be a bad thing. So this is the so-called code switching, code mixing, and children actually do this. Adults do this a lot. If you know any Irish speakers, you hear them going from English to Irish and back and forth. And uh, it is a typical feature of people who can speak two languages. Uh, very young children use that as well when they're missing a word. So there's, they're, they're in full trying to, to tell you something really important. And then a word like milk comes in in one language and then they keep going. And so that is the natural way bilingual children develop two languages and also adults tend to use and mix the two because it's quite common. Sometimes people think this is a sign of confusion or a sign of not fully knowing one language. And maybe, you know, people might think, well, if you're not saying a sentence fully in one language, maybe you don't know that language that well. But actually, it is really a strategy. It's part of the way bilingual children learn to talk because they have access to two languages. So by stopping a child saying, well, oh, you're mixing it up and no, you should be saying this instead of that. First of all, you're you're stopping a natural process, but also children start to feel quite incompetent if they get corrected. It is a gift that they have no matter how much or how little or how big amount of language they have. It's just praising them because they are actually doing something quite amazing. And that was uh, Francesca Lamorga from Mother Tongues uh, speaking there. You know, Simon, she was talking about, in Irish even, uh, you know, Cawil Mawaisical or Ta na Gards Tacht. You hear it on the bus all the time. People, <laughs> yeah. this code mixing that's going on for mm. sure. So we shouldn't be too surprised if it happens in uh, languages other than our own. Do we have a sense of the number of bilingual households in the country? Yeah, so the latest census figures, which you mentioned at the top of the report, Pat, they show that there are currently just over 750,000 people speaking a language other than English or Irish at home, specifically, is the key part there. And many of these will be bilingual or even trilingual households. And this is a 23% increase from the last census in 2016. Really significant amount of kids in Ireland who are playing, learning, living their lives through multiple languages. That is a fact of life in Ireland now. And according to Francesca Lamorgia, Generally speaking, the school system has gotten a lot better in in this sphere and has now shifted to a much more positive position in terms of supporting multilingualism in the home. Now, can an issue arise when one parent does not speak um, any, maybe one of the household languages uh, and you're wondering whether this could lead to a sense of isolation or even, I mean, perish the thought, bullying by the two who are nattering away in a language that the third does not understand. Yeah, I've certainly felt like that myself. I wouldn't dare use the word bullying, Pat. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, my Portuguese is just not quite good enough to keep up in, in a fast-moving conversation. And if my wife and the girls are chatting away, then I can feel somewhat sidelined momentarily. But ultimately, I think that you have to remember that the non-English language in the context, is the one that's vulnerable. And I began to realise during my research why it's so important to non-Irish parents to maintain their mother tongue. 
And I met a couple um, who we'll hear from now called Janini Santiago and Adam Chernievsky from Brazil and Poland, respectively. And they're raising their child, Oliver, trilingually. And they had this to say on the topic. Usually I'm I'm a Brazilian, so my mother tongue is Portuguese. And we do at home, we are basically speaking in English between me and Adam. So Oliver listened to us and then basically I speak with him in Portuguese because we try to do one language and one parrot. So I'm just focusing on speaking Portuguese 100% nearly, sometimes 90%. And now that he's going to the crash, he's learning English from the crash. And with from Adam, he's listening Polish. So for me, the important is we have a family abroad that lives overseas. And I wish that Oliver will have a chance to speak with his grandparents, uncles, aunties, cousins. And as he's young, he's a child, his, his understanding is much better. Everything is like a sponge, all the kids, no matter what nationality they are. They listen, they process, and they after repeat exactly the same thing. So basically it's like this. I wish that I can be able to speak with my family, friends, and understand, even if you not speak somehow, if you decide me one day, like, from now I'm not going to speak that language, I'm going to choose to speak only English because I'm living in Ireland, I was born in here. So let's see. In the future, you'll see, but basically it's like this. So that's actually, if you want to be Polish, you need to speak Polish <laughs> because we have specific way of forming your thoughts. Yeah, but it's good, you know, it's the kind of thing I might Ancestors will be proud, they will know, and honestly, my grandma will never forgive me if he didn't speak Polish. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, some of the comments coming in. We're both Brazilians, but our seven-year-old daughter can speak and understand both English and Portuguese, or she can pretend she doesn't understand when we speak Portuguese to her. That's from Tiago in Cork. Interesting. (laughs) You know, do this, do that. Oh, oh, sorry, what? What are you saying? Don't understand? Homework? What? What? Um, another one, I was brought up by Dutch parents who only spoke Dutch at home, learned English from my neighbours, my friends, and at school, even the neighbours' kids eventually learned some Dutch in my house. In the context of the big increase in bilingual languages in Ireland, I'd like to raise the recent legislation that requires public bodies to spend at least 20% of their advertising budgets on Irish language ads. I don't see how this can be justified in the context of only 2% of Irish people claiming to speak Irish every day. Uh, None of those people do not understand English. How are we not catering to the other widely spoken languages in Ireland in important public information ads from public bodies? That's uh, from Ashling maintaining that everyone who speaks Irish actually does speak English as well. There would be probably nobody in the country, even from a Gaelic area, who didn't have English as well. It's a really interesting point. You think when you go to the United States and so many public signs are in Spanish as well as English, you know. Um, What about the danger in the practice of multilingual parenting that parents might forget about the Polish, forget about uh, the whatever it might be, French, uh, German, uh, Chinese or whatever, and default to English and that would be maybe to the detriment of the kids understanding the second or third language. This is something that we have to fight against all the time in our house because the communal language is English. So it's very easy to to fall into that trap. And Francesca gave me her thoughts on this, uh, Pat. But in this clip, we'll also hear from uh, Robert Ronane again on some techniques that they use to encourage their daughter, Chloe, to speak two languages. 
what happens in a lot of cases is that, like I'm not talking about your situation, but it, it does happen that children know, okay, well, my mom speaks Portuguese, but my dad doesn't understand, and this is not good because the conversation doesn't flow because there is information being missed, like you said. So children tend to switch then to speaking English, which would be the family language or the common language. And so slowly that becomes the norm in the family that only English is taking priority because it's the only way that we can all easily communicate. And this, for someone who is a speaker of a minority language or a language that is less widely spoken, that means losing the time that could be spent using that language and that results in that language being spoken less and less. So it's all about motivation of the parents. But like quite early on, I actually started to take some Portuguese lessons. So I should be a lot better than I am. But I think like that's really helped me because although I can't speak fluently, I actually can understand quite a lot. So I think uh, early on, when Priscilla was talking to Chloe, <coughs> she'd be speaking in Portuguese and Chloe would then, her, her Portuguese was stronger. So she, when she would speak to me, she would also speak in Portuguese And instead of me kind of having to say, I don't, I don't understand, speak English, I would understand but respond in English. So I think it was quite good for her. She could still speak comfortably in, in whatever came naturally to her, and, but I would still respond in English. So it, I think that really helped, helped me and, and probably helped Chloe, you know, be comfortable to speak in, in both languages, really. Some more of the text. Multilingualism, absolutely wonderful for children and for adults. Tom Idris, a total immersion, is exactly how Gael Scullina operate. Children absorb this with no difficulty. The earlier they're exposed to as many languages as possible, the better. Wonderful that so many children are flourishing in multilingual families. Um, it's a well-known fact that kids pick up languages extremely easily. So it just goes to show how badly Irish was taught in our schools for years and why the majority of 30-plus-year-olds cannot speak Irish now. That's uh, from John. And by the way, if you speak two or three languages, picking up a fourth or a fifth is actually very, very easy. Now, a lot of kids watch TV at home or consume content on YouTube and other streaming platforms. Is that regarded as something that's helpful or a hindrance in multilingual parenting? It's an interesting one, Pat, because I suppose the proliferation of the streaming platforms has helped in this area, perhaps contrary to what you might imagine. Uh, the reason for this is because Netflix and Disney Plus, for example, they both offer a wide variety of dubbing options. Mm -hmm. Now, dubbing normally has a bad reputation, but we'll in our house, we'll often put on a movie such as Frozen or Luca is a particular favourite of our daughters. And we dub them in Portuguese for the girls because subtitles don't work, obviously, for sure, kids at read. that age because they can't read yet. But dubbing is a really helpful tool. Now, Rob and Priscilla gave me your, their thoughts on this. She found I like she likes cocomela and some of the seasons is only in English and she now she understand what English is in Portuguese is so yeah now she asked for some uh, oh now I want to watch in, in English so wind up let me her like we really noticed actually quite early on in our TV watching we decided that if she's going to watch TV watch cartoons we would try to make it educational so we would at the start we only put it in Portuguese. And we noticed suddenly her vocabulary, you know, she would come to Priscilla and she'd have all these words that 
that were like we've never said them before, but it, it was really useful, a really useful tool in her building up her vocabulary. You know, um, early on, I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone. It's, it's, you know, Chloe was happy because she was getting to watch cartoons, and from our side, we really mm-hmm. saw the level of her her language improve a lot. And do you mean like um, on the stream streaming services that you can choose the Portuguese option? Exactly, yeah. Um, there's usually we use Netflix, and you can just select um, the audio in, in a different language. So even though it's it's a UK program, she used to like uh, Gabby's Dollhouse. You could get it in Brazilian Portuguese, so um, it was it was perfect for us, really. Does uh, Chloe speak Portuguese with an accent? Actually, no. She speaks very well, like a Brazilian person. But sometimes, for example, I don't know, she says my name, Priscilla. Instead of her saying Priscilla, she says Priscilla. She, she speaks like a non-Brazilian person uh, saying. But basically her Portuguese... But does she like, not call you mm, Mama, Mamai? She calls, or? Mamai. She, call, she calls me Mamai. But when she learned that my name is Priscilla and Rob, sometimes she says Priscilla. So she doesn't say Priscilla. As I'm saying, she say Priscilla, but no, her Portuguese is with no no accent. So if uh, she was in Brazil, um, a- another Brazilian person wouldn't be able to tell that she lived abroad. Uh, no, no, she she speaks very well. Her her Portuguese is very Brazilian, but if someone from there see her speak uh, English her English is very good as well so it's not like me speaking English no her English is much better her accent she's like an Irish she's an Irish speaking English yeah different from me and that was Priscilla Tiele Maris de Medeiros speaking. Uh, Simon, that's a brilliant report because uh, the reaction has been uh, pretty emphatic. Uh, I was raised with Gaelic, had to learn English at school, says uh, one, and clearly communicating with us in English. English is impeccable. When I collect my grandkids from school, I hear a variety of languages as they reunite with their parents or relative. Ireland is taking its place among the nations of the world at the school gate. Bring it on, says Joe. Uh, this seems a great way to learn a language. Hopefully Irish children will learn another language without actually realising that they're doing it, not just in a school setting. Another European language would certainly be a great advantage. If we can learn English, we can surely learn another language. That's from Colette. Well, there was always that joke about someone goes to Russia. And it's amazing. Those Russian children are very clever because Russia is a very difficult language. And look how well they're speaking it. You know, we absorb. That's the truth. We absorb from everything that is around us. Uh, moved from New York to Malaga last year. My kids, 12 and 14 at the time, were thrown into a local Spanish school head first with very little Spanish. It was very hard at first for them. But a year later, they're speaking very well. Kids will always learn quicker than adults, especially young kids. Kids don't have a barrier, do they? You know, they take in the playground, for example, if you're on holiday somewhere at a campsite and your kids meet another set of kids who are from a different country. No problem. No problem. They just get on with it, don't they? so natural. So natural. Same with the language. Very good, Simon. Thank you very much for that report. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.